Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Stay Classy San Diego Show on The Answer San Diego. This program is dedicated to keeping you informed and engaged with the latest news and trending events in the San Diego region. Join us on a weekly exploration as we sit down with prominent political figures, insightful analysts, industry professionals, and influential community members. Now, here's your host, Steve Wire. Episode 60, Stay Classy San Diego. Let's do this. So today we have privilege of bringing on Brandy Espinoza. Um, Brandy is an entrepreneur. She's a body sculpting technician and a mental health and fitness advocate. Um, we're really excited to have her on. Thanks so much for joining the show, Brandy. Yeah, thank you. Um, and she's, you're originally from Dallas, Texas, is that right? I am. Okay, yeah. but you live in San Diego now? I live in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. And um, you're mm-hmm. the founder of Hot Skin Labs, which is a holistic body contouring business that uses non-surgical methods like ultrasonic cavitation, radio frequency, low-level light technology, and wood therapy for body sculpting. Um, you're also responsible for the Ripper Company, which is a resistance band line aimed at combining comfort and style and fitness with a commitment to giving back to local charities. Um, and you also do quite a bit outside of that. I know you're a big fitness person, but you also enjoy spending time with friends, your puppy traveling and making impactful connections. Absolutely. Um, and you're also involved in philanthropy, which we're going to talk a little bit about. Um, but first of all, I wanted to ask you a little bit about because we we kind of connected over Instagram and we were talking and I noticed, you know, a lot of the the fitness content and which caught my attention because you know, I'm a big fitness person myself and you know, I love working out. I love going to the gym. Um, tell us a little bit about your own sort of journey with, with fitness, like how you sort of got into that fitness and wellness movement and mm-hmm. like sort of your just overall philosophy as far as that goes. Yeah, as far as fitness and the health, um, what actually happened was a few years ago, I had been vegan okay. and I was adopting this lifestyle and I was basically trying to figure out like how I can have this relationship with food. And it was at first it was because I was kind of like I was vain. Right. Yep. But the veganism and the movement really shifted my paradigm and showed me like what's really going on with the environment, what's going on with the animals. Right. So I took this approach and I did it for two years. However, I was, it wasn't feasible for me because I was traveling so much and I was on the go and I was modeling and all that. So I was doing like veganism modeling and I started getting sick. So I ended up in the hospital and basically it was so intense to where I couldn't even lift like 10 pounds of dumbbells. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I kind of created the Ripper Co., And I was like, well, I want to take a product and basically just make it better, right? And that's when I took the resistance band and I created the fabric resistance band. And I also made an adjustable mechanism to basically make it fit every consumer, like whatever their shape is, right? Yeah, regardless Mm -hmm. of body type. And 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 did you um, like change your lifestyle to that? Like, are are you still vegan? Like, did you change anything Um, else? No, I'm not vegan. Okay. I I eat what I, I... would like to eat. I I mean, I'd I'd say I eat more fish, if anything. Fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it did change my lifestyle, and it definitely did show me, um, you know, like a paradigm shift. It was very interesting going through that transition as far as like, wow, I'm feeling weak now. And I'm not saying veganism is bad or anything like that. I'm just saying that for me and my lifestyle, it wasn't something that I could sustain. No, yeah. And so that's when I created the product, the Ripper Co. And um, and I went on with that and started doing the e-commerce side. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we'll get to in a minute. But tell me a little bit about, like, because something that we talked about before we started taping is that you sort of, like, characterize yourself more as, like, a fitness like and wellness advocate, as it were. Um, and, like, tell me a little bit about, like, personally, like, your sort of journey in terms of, like, working out and, like, sort of how you... Um, take that like not only just as a personal journey, but also as something like because, you know, that's on your social media. That's something that you um, that you put out there, like sort of how you see yourself as like um, a leader in that respect. As far as like my journey of entrepreneurship or just, far oh, just as like just working like, out and, and fitness, I would guess. Fitness, like, yeah. working on fitness. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, after I went through that journey of being in the hospital yeah. and having to 
use a resistance band to basically get me to where I need to be as far as lifting weights. That's when I started adapting more of, you know, like going to the gym and having a routine and adapting to that lifestyle so I can feel good, yeah. right? And I can I can feel like myself again and have that power, right? Yeah. And so I, I want to get into talking about um, the company, Hotskin Labs, but I, I, I want to talk a little bit about like you personally first, like in terms of like what was your own personal, you already talked about through like the wellness stuff, but um, and the, the time in the hospital, but in terms of your own, um, because the company is like oriented around, like correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a lot of or, is it oriented around like, um, you know, like helping people feel good about themselves, helping yeah. people feel um, more um, comfortable in their own skin, um, helping people improve like their self-image. So what was your own journey with that like in terms of how did your pers- how are your personal experiences sort of reflected in the field that you pursue? Right. So, it, you know, honestly, it all started with aesthetics. When I was like 23, I wanted to own multiple med spas. But when I got into this field, it was kind of like a loophole for me because I didn't finish college. OK. And I was going for nursing. I was going for nursing school, actually. And I realized that, oh, my God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be in a hospital. I want to do the aesthetics part. And you have to be a nurse in order to work in a med spa. So basically, I kind of reverted from that track and I went more towards body sculpting. Like it came around maybe like five or seven years later. And I discovered it. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is a loophole for me to get into. And so what I did was I just studied it. I went through the schooling and from body sculpting led to like, I was getting more into aesthetics, right? And it was, it was like body sculpting and, you know, making women look snatched or, or, you know, even men too, right? Like working on their stubborn fat. But then when I started branching out maybe like a year later into lymphatic drainage is when I really honed in on detoxification. Because I was like, okay, well, I want to do more of this and actually target the root cause for people, whether that be, um, you know, like what they're going through, like mentally, physically, spiritually, but also like detoxification is just so huge in general, Right. Yeah. And like, so, explain that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but explain that a little bit to people who are just like unfamiliar with the term yeah. like, um, and how that applies to what you do. Right. Right. As far as like lymphatic drainage and like no, like de- detoxification, sorry. detoxification, yeah. basically ridding all the toxins that we put in our body. Right. And the, the different thing about me and my business is that my approach is more of detoxifying the mind, body, and soul. So really working on yourself consciously and knowing what you're putting in your body, knowing what you are attracting to, you know, your like vortex, essentially knowing what, um, what, what you're consciously connected with, right. And, and being aware, um, and detoxifying, whether that be the environment that we put ourselves in or the food that we're consuming or the people that were around, right? Just yeah. kind of like getting rid of that and starting fresh and tapping into like you, your internal compass, mm. right? Yeah. Mm. So with that in mind, like tell me then, I mean, you're already, you're already basically talking about it, but tell me like for, for Hot Skin Lab, like sort of what is the – um, the like the, the different like kinds of treatment and experiences that you guys offer, like you, you've already talked about a couple of them, but just kind of elaborate on that in a little more detail. Right. So we do two different categories. One is going to be stubborn fat loss, and then the another and the other one is going to be detoxification. Okay. So stubborn fat loss is like you said with the modalities that we use. It's cavitation, radio frequency, laser lipo. Um, and basically what we're doing is if you think of your fat cell, think of it as a water balloon. Okay. So when you gain weight, that water balloon is going to get bigger. And when you lose weight, that water balloon is going to get smaller. However, that fat cell never really goes away. And we're not killing the fat cell. We're basically emulsifying it, meaning we're breaking down the contents inside the fat cell. From there, it goes to your, lymph- it goes to your lymphatic system to get processed out by going to the bathroom, urinating, um, working out to burn off this energy, sweating it out. Um, and then, you know, the whole treatment plan is, is based on your lifestyle as well. And then the lymphatic drainage is basically, um, detoxifying. So like I said, it could be as little as the environment you're putting your body in 
um, you know, holding on to toxins. Sure. It can be, you know, consuming alcohol. It can be the food that you're eating, the food that you're consuming. Um, and it can even be like the, the products that you're putting on your skin, right? So basically, we're doing a full body lymphatic drainage to move that lymph fluid back to the lymph nodes to get processed out. How long does this process take? Um, so the, like the treatment itself, yeah. 75 minutes. 75 minutes? Yeah. And it's, it's all gone? Well, I mean, we gradually work on it little by little by little. Um, I mean, how, how many treatments does it take before someone like really? I mean, I guess it depends on the client and the case. I would guess, but the like first first treatment, like just one. Yeah, okay. you can you can really feel the the benefits after. A lot of my clients are you know like going to the bathroom after, and they're like, "Wow, I feel it." And they feel light, and um, and they they really enjoy it. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Um, Rob, we got to try this. Yeah, please come. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds nice. My team uh, and I will, will take care of you. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about like going, um, well, well, like you, you talk through the treatments, but like as terms of like specific, like sort of the goals you set for your clients, like yeah. in terms of um, this is like kind of um, like not just like the tangible goals, but even more like the intangible goals. Like talk a little bit about that. Talk about like. Um, for the for somebody who comes in for their experience, like what you want their experience to look like and how you want them to leave like feeling like yeah, overall. Absolutely. So when my clients come in, they're getting this they're in this perception of like, oh, I want to be snatched. I want to look like this. And I'm like, OK, that's great and all. But let's kind of go a little deeper and go more into the root cause. Let's see, like, what is it that you're eating? Um, you know, how is your gut health? Are you working out? So we go a little more in depth with that. And then they, they get on the table, the massage table, right? And they're doing their treatments. And I think it's just so beautiful because I feel like my clients really ignite the flame of my soul. And they're the ones that make me feel creative and just they, they value what I do. And it's, it's really awesome because I can have these profound experiences with them on the table. They're vulnerable. They're already coming to me because they're vulnerable, right? Yeah. They want to work on problem areas. Well, they're laying there. And they're just feeling so safe and I'm holding space for them, right? And like, I feel safe too, right? I create this safe environment for them. I feel safe, they feel safe, and they're holding space for me as well. And um, right after they're done with the treatment, they get off that table. They look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, isn't that awesome? They're like, yeah. And they like, they see the results and they also, they feel good. You yeah. know, they, they, they feel light and they're like, wow, I came in here and I felt so lethargic. I feel so good. I feel like I have energy, um, you know, and like, I feel like I'm truly the catalyst to help kickstart people's fitness journeys because mm. they don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, they, when they, when they see the results, like when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you feel confident and when you feel confident, you can accomplish anything. Right. Yeah. And that's what I'm truly trying to um, show my clients. Sure. That's well, yeah. Yeah. Elaborate on that. Though. I mean, in terms of like the confidence that you sort of instill in mm -hmm. people, like how you um, again, going back to sort of how you see yourself as um, and, and I know you don't like the term like influencer, but like in terms of like sort enthusiast. of yeah, yeah, advocate <laughs> yeah. For, for people's fitness or people's health. Like, right. like mm -hmm. what uh, or I guess I would ask this, like what um, what do you do and like what do you do that's like unique that sort of jump starts people's like journey and, and fitness and like sort of what um advice you have there for, for people yeah i mean i feel like i coach them through you know i am their accountability partner yeah. i they come in and they're like what do i do brandy like what do i do i'm like okay we'll go ahead and eat fruit in the morning you know go ahead and i give them these little little tips and tricks and they're just like, wow, thank you so much. They see my value and they, they appreciate that. And they tell me and they're like, they just, they're so grateful for me. And I just, I love that, you know, yeah. like it literally warms my heart. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I, and I know we want like part of this is a, you know, promotional episode. We want people to actually come in for the treatments, yeah. but if you can spill like maybe just one like tip or trick that you would tell someone who's trying to start like their fitness journey, trying to get things on, on the right track, like mm. what would it be? I would say, honestly, like for me, because I actually went through this myself, like I was dealing with gut issues and all of that. Um, in the beginning, I guess, really was like keeping a food diary, a food journal. So okay. when you eat a certain food and you right after you feel bloated, like remember and write it down, like what was it that I ate? Um, and then also just, I would say, <sighs> fitness is everything, obviously. Fitness and lymphatic drainage is so key. 
I'm not going to lie. The, the, these are the top things I would say, like fitness, lymphatic drainage, because what happens is if you think about it, you're getting your body massaged and other like in general, when you get a massage, you're getting your body massaged like on your your back, your arms, your legs, but you never get your stomach touched. Right. And that's where all of our gut issues stem from. That's mm. where our issues stem from anyway. Hormones that could be our emotions and all that. So doing lymphatic drainage is just like it's changed my life. Yeah, absolutely. Hey there, San Diego. I've been using Dorado Nutrition Supplements for a little while now, and I can tell you they've made a huge difference in my health journey. Not only are they made in the USA with high-quality ingredients, but they're also rigorously tested for purity, potency, and safety. And the results speak for themselves. With ingredients like Fidogia Agrestis and Tonkat Ali, I've seen more energy, better gut health, improved tea levels, muscle mass, and performance. And the best part is that you can get $5 off of your next purchase with the promo code STAYCLASSY at checkout. Trust me, if you're looking to take your health and performance to the next level, Dorado Nutrition is the way to go. Um, well, sort of going back to, and I, we probably should start with this, but going back to the, the beginning of your story, like in terms of um, how you got started as just an entrepreneur in general. I mean, I know you mentioned that you dropped out of college when you were like, what, 25, 26 or, so, or something? I think I was um, like, I don't know, I was maybe like yeah. 20, 21. Okay. Um, I like, I did like my two years and that was yeah. just like, I bounced. <laughs> yeah. And then, so after yeah. that, like sort of describe the journey of, um, of Brandy becoming an entrepreneur and oh, no. of starting um, the different ventures that you did. Right. Right. Um, so entrepreneurship just began, um, it started around 24 to like 27, and in the beginning, I started two businesses. One, I was a co-founder of a POD e-commerce company. Okay. And then the second one was the Ripper Co., in which is a brand where we give back to charity through the product that I invented. Yeah. Um, and so I think it was really amazing to go through that experiences, to really go through the hardships and go in waves of understanding how to build a business and going through a system and then also failing, right? But I didn't really fail. I learned a lesson through that. Um, and so like success to me, you know, it, it's different. Everyone defines success differently, right? And to me, I feel like it derived from when I was able to gain wisdom. Mm. And uh, I, I thought that was really cool to experience that because that was the one thing that I was working on, like my whole entire 20s. And I, I kept going and kept going. Like, it's so cliche to say, don't give up, but it's so true. Mm. Because I think people need to immerse themselves in different industries to try new things, to see what is it that they really like and they enjoy mm -hmm. and and fail, you know, yeah. and, and get into those situations where you're like, oh, like, you know, you literally feel like you're going to give up, but don't just keep going and figure out what is it that I like what you're truly passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem, right? Is that so many people, they don't want to experience failure at all. Right. Yeah. Like they want life to be a story of successes. And, and I think a lot of times it's easy, you know, we interview a lot of successful people on this podcast, but you know, you hear about the success stories, you hear about like the highlights, you know, or you see on social media and it just seems like one big like movie, but you don't see like what went behind that. You don't see like the hard work, the late nights, the early yeah. mornings, the the times where it really wasn't fun at all. Um, yeah, I mean, do you have like any kind of stories of, of particular stories of like failure or challenge that like sort of drove you to, to where you are today? Yeah, I would say oh, the Ripper Co. Um, you know, I still have this amazing product and I feel like I put my heart and soul in it. And, um, and at the end, I was like, what's going on? Like, why do I feel like I, this is not like truly my purpose? Mm. I feel like I'm supposed to get into this to learn some type of lesson and to be able to grow from this. But what is it that I'm not really like understanding as far as like, wh why don't I want to stay in this business? And I would feel like I would literally put myself down. And that's another thing is like, don't be hard on yourself. Just keep going. And so I was so hard on myself, like, you're failing, like, why aren't you doing this? Like, I just, like, I kind of just pulled back and stepped away, right? Yeah. In order for me to, like, see the bigger picture and see exactly, like, where is it that I want to go as far as entrepreneurship? And, um, yeah, I mean, the advice on that would just be, like, don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. Because it, it's, like, everything in your life is a projection of your own psyche. So, you're the one that's truly controlling your own emotions. And like, why be upset and angry whenever you can just 
release, let go, and surrender. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's something like uh, – I can't remember. I think it was like Thomas Edison who like had like what like hundreds of light bulb attempts before he like actually made the light bulb. And I think he was asked like, "Oh, like what did you take away from all those failures?" Like, well, I learned like you know a hundred ways not to make a light bulb. And yeah, it's exactly. like kind of the same idea. You mm-hmm. know, you miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take, True. and at the end of the day, like you. Um, you have to, to, I mean, any, any successful entrepreneur has been there, you know, with the, the failed businesses or like the businesses that didn't go where they wanted, or maybe they just discovered in your case that wasn't quite what you were meant for. Right. And it was, um, still a successful part of your life, but it was, um, something to, to take and to move forward into what you do now. Um, uh, and I'm sure you learned a lot of business lessons along the way too. So, um, one thing I wanted to talk to you too about is like, in terms of, uh, the, just so the field itself, like we already talked about how you kind of, you know, as a fitness and wellness advocate, but in terms of like, you know, as yourself, like personally, not as a business owner, but like personally, um, you as an inspiration for people, you mm-hmm. as an inspiration for people in fitness and wellness and for people getting in shape, for people to um, pursue what's best for their body, for their mind. Um, how do you see yourself as sort of that role model and? Um, I don't, I think it's fair to say, like, especially, you know, for, for younger women and yeah. for people, you know, maybe like in their twenties, um, for, I guess us Gen Zers or whatever it is, like, yeah. uh, just like whatever it is, like you, you see yourself like a sort of a role model in the fitness and wellness space. And like, what does that mean to you? Oh man, honestly being authentic, like yeah. showing those hardships, like I will, I'll post me being so bloated or going through those issues and my gut issues or going through those hardships really? and I, I post it and they're like, the people trust me and they see my authenticity, you know, same thing as like my business. Like another advice would be for someone that's building their businesses, be authentic. Like, you know, they say your vibe attracts your tribe, which is so true. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to spend this amount of time in some kind of industry that I truly believe in, then I want to make it like, as far as like what I embody, what Brandy wants to be. And, um, just being your like authenticity, like just showing your authenticity and being yourself really attracts those type of people because they like, they're like, wow, you're going through this. I want, I'm going through this right now. Like, can you help me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is like, I know you talked about being authentic. What does like authenticity really mean to you? It seems like it's a word that you use quite a bit. It seems like sort of central to your philosophy and wellness. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's hard sometimes because people don't really know themselves. And um, I would say for me, it's just like being the voice. So people don't know what they're looking for until they find it. And you don't have to preach or, you know, teach and preach to other people that are not necessarily on the same path, the same journey. Just say it. Just be the voice. Just like let it out. Um, authenticity can be hard to find sometimes when you don't really know who you are and you're leaning more towards the external validation instead of your internal compass to understand, like, this is who the f- I am. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you um, sort of. So, so one thing I want to talk about a little bit is. I feel like there's a fine line with with body positivity, you know, feeling good about yourself. Yeah. And then there's also like balancing that with th- sort of like self-respect and valuing yourself. Um, so there's like, you know, feeling good about yourself and like sort of taking pride in that, but also um, not having your value entirely based on how you look or, um, you know, what other people think you look like or whatever. So what what are your thoughts as far as about this? Because I feel like in you know the age of social media, the age of fitness influencers even um, sort of contribute to that, right? Because you know, you see all these good looking people on Instagram mm. or, or whatever you have you and, or TikTok and you think like, man, like, why don't I look at that? And you, you know, if you feel, people feel bad about themselves and that's like, um, you know, it's something that's being studied in research now is you know, the effects of social media on people's psyche, on people's right. mental health. Yeah. So what's the fine line for you of the balance between, you know, encouraging people to look good and encouraging people to feel good in their own skin and also um, balancing that with sort of like, you know, your self-respect and your value is not solely derived from your looks. Right. Is this as opposed to like social media and just yeah. kind of get, okay. Yeah. So I, I got a little, a little thing on that. So basically, um, when we consume, we compare, right. And yeah. that's, that's the truth. What I would do when I would feel that type of way, as far as like, oh my God, this person looks amazing. Like, why can't I feel this way? Or like, I need to go to the gym. What I would do actually is I would use social media for the positive benefits. So I would actually create a 
this is what I would do. I would create a separate page and I would follow all the inspirational accounts that like really inspired me as far as like fitness or it was like a mini podcast I would use. I would like go wow. through the stories and it would just I would just look at it because I'm not yeah. looking at like friends or someone I met at a party or like, you know, just some random ass like um Instagram. Yeah, I was yeah. actually consuming what I wanted to see. Specifically tailored content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something that I would do. Um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, for, for you, like, do you feel like it's something that comes up a lot with clients where, like, you know, you're trying to encourage them to, to look good, to look mm. better, um, you know, to feel good, but also, like, sort of reinforcing that with, like, at the end of the day, like, your, your value and your, your self-esteem as a human being shouldn't just come from your looks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I when you come to Hot Skin Lab, it's not just about the aesthetics. It's mm. a whole entire experience. Like I'm basically, I'm being vulnerable and, and I'm just telling you, you know, I like I'm, I'm showcasing who I am, and I truly do believe on working your working on your mind, body, and soul, um, and that's where I kind of feel like I'm an advocate for them as well, right? Because it's like we'll be during well, like for example, we're during a, we're we're <laughs> we're having a session, and they're talking and they're like talking about like you know how do I how do I not become stressed or how do I take care of my body? I'm like, okay, well, have you done breath work before? Right. Like that's essential. Have you meditated? Yeah. Um, just little things like that to just to kind of help enhance them. And they're like, no, like, I, here's a story, which is really cool. I had one client that came in and she was getting ready for her wedding. She was just so stressed. I could feel her energy. Like she was just, you know, just, I, I could feel it. And I was like, you know what? You're doing this treatment with me. Um, let's go ahead and do some breath work before we get into this so you can feel relaxed. Like, I just want, I truly want to make you feel like safe, you know? And so that's what we would do. We did a, a breath work session and she was like, wow. And, you know, it helped her. So things like that is, is what I'm doing with my clients. Yeah. Yeah. What about, so talk about that in terms of mm. the, the meditation and breath work stuff. Yeah. Sounds like a big part of what you do, part of your own like part of your business, but also part of your own like personal journey as well. So yeah. talk a little bit about the importance of, of meditation. That sort of oh, thing. mindfulness is just so important because like I never really understood what it meant to be present until I actually practiced these mindful modalities, right? So for instance, when I wake up, I, I do this as much as I can, right? 80-20. When I wake up, I immediately go into like Wim Hof, um, breathwork meditation and I'll do what that. What is that? Sorry. Um, it's just a technique for breathwork. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to send you the video. Yeah, send me the video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll go into that and it just literally, as soon as you wake up, just to kind of reset your, your parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, right. Um, go into that flow. And, um, from there I'll do a visualization as far as like a meditation. So in my visualization meditation, it's like, I'm closing my eyes and I'm already living in my future. Sure. Like I'm already attracting what is already supposed to be here. Mm. Uh, you just have to believe it, right? That's mm. what manifestation is. And so, you know, it could be an example. Like I am, I close my eyes, I'm waking up, I'm next to, you know, I'm, I'm by myself or I go and I go do yoga or I'm going to the gym or I'm like making my juice or like my heavy metal detox smoothie, like whatever it is, you know, like, and then I, you know, I'm getting into my car and then I'm going to hot skin and I like see all my employees and like, we just have like a great day. Like I'm just basically visualizing what is already coming to me. Sure. Um, so that's, that's really cool. That's for mindfulness and then working out like right mm -hmm. after. Yeah. Do you yeah. work out every morning or? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Nice. Hey there, San Diego. I've been using Dorado Nutrition Supplements for a little while now, and I can tell you they've made a huge difference in my health journey. Not only are they made in the USA with high-quality ingredients, but they're also rigorously tested for purity, potency, and safety. And the results speak for themselves. With ingredients like Fidogia Agrestis and Tonkat Ali, I've seen more energy, better gut health, improved tea levels, muscle mass, and performance. And the best part is that you can get $5 off of your next purchase with the promo code STAYCLASSY at checkout. Trust me, if you're looking to take your health and performance to the next level, Dorado Nutrition is the way to go. Um, what about 
in terms of uh, mind on the subject of mindfulness and mm. meditation and the importance of that, I mean, um, what do you th- like talk about this idea of manifestation a little more? Because oh. if you have like, I feel like a lot of because a lot of people like have like ideas or they have yeah. dreams. Like I was talking recently with like um, a friend about this is like, you know, it's great to have ideas and have dreams, but like, you know, actualizing it and actually putting actionable steps in place mm-hmm. to achieve those dreams, achieve those goals. I feel like that's like sort of what separates, you know, that's what creates success. So talk about that and talk about how that relates to manifestation. So when it comes to manifesting, people think, and you're not wrong, right? They're not wrong at all. But from what I've experienced, um, people think that manifesting comes from your thoughts, which is true partially, right? But manifesting comes from when you're feeling it and when you truly believe it, right? So... There's all types of ways to manifest. And one in particular that I've done, it was for either like my career or it was for uh, like an apartment that I wanted or if it was for like love. Um, Basically, I would script. And what you're doing is you're writing down the future and acting like you're already living in it. So you're like, I am grateful for, you know, um, living in this beautiful home with my family like you know you're already like scripting it and you're you're basically living in it Mm. and then after you're done you feel it like you feel like it's already happened um oh it's it's really powerful because when you have these thoughts these thoughts create a chemical reaction that then causes a feeling and when we were when we are able to feel that we're able to like understand you know where this manifestation is coming from But another thing is sometimes people don't really know what they want, so they don't really know how to fully manifest. They're like, oh, they think of something like, oh, this is what I want. This is the type of career I want to be in. But it's like, okay, you got to go a little more in depth. Like, why do you want that? Exactly. Why do you want it? What's your why? Like, why? And I want to make money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But like, okay, but why do you want that? Right. You got to you got to really understand what is it that you truly want in your life. And um what I, I even tell us, I talk to my clients about this too, and this is something that I help them with as well. Um, I tell them at least take a few days and meditate on it. Write down like like 200 words as, as far as like, let's say a lot of my clients are manifesting love, right? Um, so I'm like, okay, write down 200 qualities of what you want. 200, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, something like 100, 200. I don't know if 200 qualities to me. <laughs> You never know, you know, like it could be even like so detailed as far as like this is like they're foreign or they're this or they're yeah. um they're health they're in health and wellness and just just or like you you're manifesting someone that can communicate effectively. There's yeah. just there's a lot, right? Okay. And so yeah. I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so basically I'll tell my clients to just take a few days and um and think about it. Sure. And then once you're ready and you feel that you're like, okay, this is what I want, then write it down and script it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's it's interesting because I don't know if you're familiar, but there's a, a psychology professor who's super, super famous out there, Jordan Peterson, who talks a lot about manifesting. He talks about like, you know, when you actually like, like how few people actually sit down and like write down what it is that they want in life. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people just never stop to do that. Like literally like sitting down. And actually taking a few minutes, it's just like the motions of life, like the routine of life, the structure of life just takes us, it runs us into the ground. And we don't like actually think about like what it is that you really wanted your life to look like when it's all said and done, like what right. you wanted your legacy to be. Uh, so it's interesting because I was just thinking about that. I was thinking about like how little it is that we actually sit down and visualize our goals and just the importance of that. And uh, talk a little bit about like in terms of overall success and because, you know, we bring a lot of different people, entrepreneurs, you know. Um, you know, athletes, whatever on here. And um, we always ask like the same question, which is like sort of what has allowed you to be successful in your particular field? And like, what are the like sort of takeaways from that, that somebody listening to this can can bring from? Like I said before, um, I would say the wisdom, yeah. like gaining wisdom. Everyone's definition of success is, is it, it's subjective, right? And for me, I love knowledge. Yeah. And not, but it's not just about knowledge, but it's like about applied knowledge, right, is actually applying that. And for me, it was just having this human experience and going through these experiences with my business to understand who I am. So for me, it's that self-development 
um, through my businesses because no one taught me anything, right? No one really. really, I kind of just went out and I didn't have like. Never studied business or anything? No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Like I didn't have like, you know, parents that were like, okay, this is what you need to do. Or, you know, I just kind of went out there. I moved away from Dallas when I was like 23, 24, came to San Diego and I just figured it out. I was like, I'm going to do this. Like, this is what I want. And so I think that's what, that is what really made me grow and evolve, um, is by going through these experiences in business in order to understand like, who am I, you know? Cause like now, like, yes, I'm not, I'm an entrepreneur, but now I have people that are depending on me, right? I have clients that depend on me. And so I think that's, that's a really cool experience as well, because I'm learning from that. I'm learning yeah, from you're them. Learning all the time. Yeah. I'm learning, and I, I'm learning from my clients too. Like I feel like I'm shifting their paradigm, but really they're shifting my paradigm. You know, they're telling me things. They're teaching me how to like meditate, or they're teaching me, you know, um, ways to take care of myself. And I'm like, wow, like this is so awesome. I can be a part of this. Yeah. So I, for me, it's it's knowledge. Yeah. No, I mean, you're very like clearly like self-made, but were there like. Um, at any point in your life, um, especially as you got towards like your twenties, like, you know, mentors, like, um, sort of coaches, life coaches as it were, or just even if not that, like inspirations that sort of guided you to, um, the, the pathway to success as it were. Um, mentors, I wouldn't say mentors, but I did have people in my life that I saw their success and their Mm -hmm. vision and that inspired me. Sure. Right. Um, I saw what they were doing and I saw that they're, these, these individuals are very, very successful in what they do, but also they're very humble. Mm. And I was like, that's who I want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, when, when it comes to like entrepreneurship and business, like you already talked a little bit about like, you know, your own pathway as an entrepreneur and, you know, what allowed you to be successful. But do you have like for, for other people who are maybe like thinking about starting a business or like, Hey, like. Oh, I want to, but it's it's not for me or it's too much or people who are just kind of clinging to their, their nine to five because yeah. they don't have anything else. Like, yeah, yeah. do you do you have any tips for like sort of how to get started, like right. how to get things off the ground? I have maybe like four, I'd say. And, you know, nine to five, it's, there's nothing wrong with anyone doing a nine to five. No. Um, I think that they're learning as well. Right. They're learning a system. They're learning a routine. And that kind of helps people kickstart their journey to front on and you probably should have at least one nine to five before you start <laughs> yeah your right i mean i never did but like yeah um so i think that's really cool but so i would say like four pieces of advice i would give as the first one being um like i said being authentic right so create something that you want to go to and show up for every single day mm. right and something that you're truly passionate about um And then the next one I would say is take a risk, take a risk and immerse yourself in different industries and, and try new things, get involved in something that you think you have an interest in, but you're not sure. Just try it, like try new things. The other one would be is, like I said, lean away from external validation. And there's a lot of people that are going to tell you that they're going to judge you or they're going to say, is this what you really want to do? They're going to question you and then you're going to question yourself. Yeah. But truly, I think that's that's when you need to lean more into your internal compass and be like, OK, let me get this noise out of my life and let me hone in on like, what is it that I really want? Right. Mm-hmm. So and those people are going to be like the closest people to you, to yeah. like your family, your friends, and they don't know your journey. They haven't been in your shoes. So just, just do it. You know, last one is super cliche, but obviously like, don't give up, don't give up because the more you work towards something, the more you're going to actually get there. You're, you're, it's going to grow. Like you have a garden and you're, you're going to water your garden and you're, you're going to blossom. Right. What was there ever a point, like maybe when you like were first getting started in entrepreneurship and um, you know, like, you know, when you were running Ripper Company and mm-hmm. um, maybe when things weren't going as well, you're like uncertain about the direction um, or maybe when you're even um, branching off of that and trying to start like what you eventually do now where, where there were failures and challenges. But like in the course of that whole journey, was there ever a point where you're like, man, like I need to pack this in. I don't know if I can do this. Or Uh-oh. did you? Time. <laughs> yeah. Like there I I remember when I was starting the Ripper. I did not have a social life. Um, I, and I made myself that way. 
Just like working I, every night. Like I would work night. every every day, every like all day because that's what I wanted to do, right? And I yeah. wouldn't go out with friends. I wouldn't. I would just sit on my laptop and. And you're 24 at this point, right? Or, yeah. Or, no, 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 no. So. I think I was like I was like 26, 27. Okay. Or something like that. Yeah. Still, yeah. Though, it's like yeah that's, yeah, that's a tough sacrifice to make. It was, but that's something that I was truly dedicated to, and I was like, I need something with because I wasn't like I didn't see myself ever working a nine to five or working for someone and building their empire, right? I was like, I want to build my own empire, and so that's when. I just like, I was like, I have to do this. Like I have to get to a certain place in my life where like I'm growing this business. Right. And so I would work every single day and I would Mm -hmm. be on my laptop and I wouldn't, I just, I didn't, I didn't even want to go out to be honest. Did you, well, for vacation, I feel better at work. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like that's the mentality it takes though, right? Like if you're that passionate and Mm -hmm. if you're actually that committed, I mean, I think it was Elon Musk who said something like, you know, he worked like a hundred hours a week when he was like starting his, uh, with Tesla or SpaceX or whatever the hell it was. But, but I, I mean, um, and to be honest, I've never worked a hundred hours a week, but I will (laughs) say that like, I think that it takes that approach of like, you know, giving, something up like something mm-hmm. has to be sacrificed for you as your social life for other people maybe it's like you know um you know maybe just like you know in meeting not not to go out or drink so much or or something you know, like there's some kind of sacrifice that has to be made to actualize that goal i think i think deep down we kind of all know what it is like what it take what it's gonna take yeah. and we're just sort of like my opinion is that we're just sort of like afraid to do it um but i mean the thing is is like you you had this goal in mind you were going to to start your own business, um, even without any kind of background in that field. And you did it. Like, here you are. And mm-hmm. you climbed the mountain. Here you are. I mean, obviously, there's more walls to climb. But, I mean, that's got to feel good. Yeah, it does. And, and I, I kind of forget it because I'm like, you're already in this timeline. You're like, okay, I've already done all this. But sometimes you need to remember, like, where you were five years ago. Mm. Like, oh, I'm that bitch. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, And it feels good. Right. And you're like, okay, And it makes you want to keep going and and keep striving for more in your business. Yeah. I feel like if you don't look at your past self and kind of like, ah, you kind of like maybe a little bit of cringe, a little bit of like, oh, like that wasn't so good. Like, I feel like there's you're not growing, you know, and that's that's the important part is, you know, to be able to look at your past self with like a healthy level of criticism, you know, not be overly critical, but like, you know, just say like, okay, this is where I was. This is where I am. And to to see that you've, uh, I think it's safe to say like manifested truly and that you actualized. Um, but tell me a little bit about like just how in your particular field of work, entrepreneurship and running hot skin lab, like um, just on a day to day basis, also with your fitness journey, like how is it that you personally stay focused, disciplined as you much like, um, you know, I feel like, you know, just the level of work you do, like, you got to hit a wall sometimes. Like, how do you push through that? How do you stay disciplined? How do you stay focused? I travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I like recently I just went to Tulum to find some inspiration. And, and um, you know, I'm in the process of actually rebranding Hot Skin Lab. And I get myself out of like the, the freaking like working vortex in order for me to like feel myself again. And like, mm-hmm. okay, I need to come back to Brandy because all of this – no one say chaos. Like I love what I do, but you know, it is chaotic sometimes. Yeah. Beautiful chaos. Right. Um, yeah. So basically I just kind of get myself out of that environment and, um, and then I just take that time to, to realize like, why am I doing this again? You Mm. know? Cause there's days where I'm like, like I want to, like, I want to give up, you know, but I don't, I don't feel it. You know, like Mm. I, I, it's like a thought, but it's not something I would want to do. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what discipline's all about, right? Is like, when yeah. you're pushing through on the days and you don't feel like it. I mean, yeah. like it's, you know, it's great Devotion. when you watch. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's great when you watch uh, whatever it is, Chariots of Fire, some inspirational movie or like Rocky mm-hmm. and you feel all inspired and you get up and run at five in the morning. But on the days where you're not inspired, the days when you're not motivated, getting out there and doing it anyways. Yeah. That's what makes all the difference. Right. Another thing that actually really does help me, too, is when I don't feel inspired, I go back to like my archives on my stories and Mm. feel like, okay, I'm, I'm going there and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is, this is me. This is who I want to be. Cause I, I just, I mean, I like to show up for others, you know, and I show up for myself as well. But when I look at my 
archive stories. I'm basically seeing like who I was in the past. And I'm like, okay, I need to get back to her again. Mm. You know, that's just yeah. like a tip that I do. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I see that. Like there, there are times where like you look at your past self with Chris and there's also mm-hmm. times where you're like, man, like I need to get back to the yeah. basics. Yeah. Um, like honestly, I, I was on this trip and I was just like, I am craving to go hard this year. Yeah. You know, and like you're exactly where you're meant to be. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, we talk about this on our last episode, I think, but, like, it's so true that your body is really a reflection of your mind, I feel like, to some mm-hmm. extent, like, your mental state and where you're at. And I feel like that discipline that I'm sure you have in the gym, obviously, you know, you get up and work out every day, is carrying over into, like, other areas of life and yeah. helping you push through, like, not just physical obstacles, like, at the gym or whatever, but it's pushing through those mental obstacles of, like, when you're talking about, the, like, the self-doubt and, like, oh, I might need to, like, pack this in. I might need yeah. to, like, call it a day. Um, but I wanted to also touch on one more topic of importance, I think, which is the, the work you do outside of work, which is the philanthropy you're involved in. So mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about like the different charity work that you do and sort of the impact that you're having on like the, the broader community. Right. Um, so basically I've worked with, uh, like, um, charities with kids. Yeah. Um, so one in particular was a local charity here. It's called, it's all about the kids foundation. And basically, I just think it's important. So typically, I like to do more charity work outside of the U.S. because I feel like it's so important that, you know, you can go and travel, but you should give your time back to other people, whether that be your time or money, but just kind of making an impact on others, you know, because people don't know what they're looking for until they find it. Mm. So, like, in terms of, like, the relationship between the work you do like with, with entrepreneurship, with the company you run, Hotskin Lab, and philanthropy, um, how do you how do you engage the community and, and engage like charity programs through your business? Yeah, um, that's something that we're working on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's good that we're having this conversation because like what we were talking about, I was looking at the Ripper Co. just a, a few minutes ago and I'm like, oh my God, the Ripper Co. is this fitness brand that focused on giving back to charity. And I'm like, this is something that I need to do with hot skin as well. Okay. So. How do you think yeah. you might, like, go about that? Um, like, any particular cause in mind? or I really like working with children. Okay. Yeah, I think they're just so innocent. And, like, I, I think it'd be really cool to be that person that shifts their paradigm at a young age. And they're like, oh, wow, like, this one person inspired me. And this is maybe what I want to do now, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, by the way, speaking of Ripper Co., can you mm. share one of the band? Yeah. Okay. So we're not operating anymore. But okay. um, so this is the product that this is the prototype. And this is the product that I basically invented. Right. So what it is, it's a fabric resistance band. And you can basically adjust the tension on it. So you can adjust the size and you can do different workouts with it. Um and then there's also different size or, or there's, I'm sorry, there's different tensions with the resistances. So it's like, this is a lighter one and then there's a different color and then there's um, like, you can just fill it. Yeah, absolutely. And this was like all coming from the time when you were, um, you know, when you kind of were in the hospital, right? And you like wanted yeah. to find a way where people, you know, in different places and different body types could still exercise, still find a way. And I feel like it's interesting, too, because, like, uh, I was thinking, like, I didn't even really – I mean, I knew that there were resistance bands. I didn't really use one until, like, COVID started. Exactly. And I feel like that's true for a lot that's of people. That's when we launched, really. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's when we launched. And um, I – yeah, I was able to basically take this, like, product and put it on the market and and help people, too, with that. Because, okay. like I said, when I was in the hospital or prior and I, I felt like I couldn't lift, like – 10 pound dumbbells. I'm like, well, this is not okay. No. And so I had to slowly but surely get back into fitness. And that's how the Ripper Co. really helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And also like me being this entrepreneur and showing these and, and like showing people like it made me, it forced me to work out. Okay. This product forced me to work out, okay. you know? Um, wrapping up a uh, fun questions. Uh, what <laughs> is, what's your favorite exercise at the gym? Ooh. RDLs. <laughs> RDLs? Okay, yeah. that's a good one. Why? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just love the way it feels. Like, just like coming up and just feeling it right here. Mm. And you're, 
Your hammies. Hamstrings, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you do them like dumbbells or barbell? Or? Well, I actually, yeah. So I'll do, I'll do dumbbells, okay. but I really like to put like the wedges underneath, um, the, like the soles of yeah. the feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So change okay. the exercise up a little different and really target those glutes. But is like they your favorite? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, do you work out with anybody or you just work out by yourself to get in your zone? And... I, I get in my zone. Yeah. You know, I like to, I literally spend, well, I'll probably spend like two to three hours like at the gym, but yeah. also I'm like going to the sauna, like okay. doing a You're cold plunge, yeah. like, you know. So, yeah. Does that I, really work, the cold plunge? Mm, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I've heard You have so much energy. Experiences. Like, yeah. You go into the cold plunge, you go in for at least like three minutes or so, and just make sure you're going low enough to the water can touch your vagus nerve, and it's basically going to just like stimulate your whole body. And um, Where is it? You the, feel, the nerve? It's yeah, it's like right back here. Back mm-hmm. right, right behind the head? Okay. Yeah, right there. All right. And, um, and that like actualizes like the whole system? Yeah, you're, yeah. Oh my God, you feel so energized after. Really? Yeah. Never done it. It's Honestly, so a little scared to, to wake try up it, and do it. But, uh, I, I've had a couple of people argument recently, so might might we'll be moving in that direction. Rob, that's another thing. You and I will have to like, do it together or something. We'll yeah. we'll film it for the for the reel um, when we're when we're promoing the next episode. Oh, oh, you mean you're gonna do it? I'm gonna film it. You're not gonna do it for me with that. <laughs> Wait, uh, but let me give you a tip. You have to breathe, okay? So you have to like focus on like breath work. Okay. You're gonna get in your like fuck. like it literally feels like it just feels it's intense on your body. Like your hands are gonna like just feel like they're being like pounded by the cold but you just get into it you know and you just start breathing and you focus on your breath okay interesting well this is kind of spontaneous but tell you guys what if this episode gets at least five thousand views across our platforms i'm gonna do a cold plunge i'll do it too okay sounds good Uh, I'll hold you guys to that. Uh, I already do it, so it's okay. Um, Yeah, you'll you'll be fine. I'll Um, show you. I'll coach you through it. Okay, yeah, Yeah. walk through the process. We'll put some Wim Hof on. (laughs) Okay, yeah. You'll have to, you know, tell me everything to do. Um, Well, it's been so fun having you on. Um, Thanks so much for doing this. The uh, website, can you tell people, like, what the website is, how they can get involved with with Hot Skin if they want to do a treatment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's hotskinlabsd, as in San Diego.com. And basically, if you want to go ahead and book, you can go to services, look at the services, and then it's going to say book. Uh, and then you can go ahead and book online. So it's going to be by appointment only. And then our Instagram is Hot Skin Lab. So you'll find reels, videos, information on there as well. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been a fun episode. Um, yeah. I can't believe I said I'd do a cold plunge. I'm already kind of <laughs> regretting that, but... Um, it is what it is. So um, thanks for doing this, Brandy. Loved having you yeah. on. And um, yeah, let's do it again. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. All right. That's a wrap. <laughs>